We have a dream. We have a voice. This is the Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Touch, and we are the, the Anchor, Anchor Nation. Nation. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation podcast, Jay Dominguez the Fourth, episode 36. Had a great time diving into JD's story about military life when he was uh, serving overseas. God bless, of course. Thanks for your service, JD. Uh, his craft company, Craft with JD, it's a wrong company. It's growing. His cinematography and photography skills are incredible. Check him out on Instagram. And just a little bit about how he runs his life with family first mentality and the fact that he's a family man and always puts decisions for his future to their future as a legacy builder. Hope you guys enjoy it. And as always, feel free to check out Jaden Mingus on social media. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio. And we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation podcast. Episode 36 with Jay Dominguez IV. Now, without further ado, I'm going to let Jay Dominguez IV introduce himself. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Jay Dominguez IV. That's Mr. Touch, uh, rightfully said. How you doing? How you doing, Kevin? Pretty good, JD. Let's get it going, man. Appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on the show. No problem. Uh, so question one, who told you about Anchor? Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. He didn't. <laughs> the most popular answer. Yeah. He he didn't tell me personally. Um, it was just uh, me going through his vlogging and podcasts and whatnot, and I heard about Anchor. He said that Anchor is uh, a platform that it's going to be fairly popular in a few years, and uh, so far he's been very accurate. No, absolutely, for sure. It's been a great experience with Gary V helping out so many people get on the app, and Anchor's definitely growing every day. Definitely. So question two, what was one moment or thing that you experienced that made you venture out to become an entrepreneur? Well, I, I always had the idea of wanting to be an entrepreneur, but what got me to the position of actually taking action is that I've been through a lot of jobs. Like I've had steady jobs and I, I am, you know, I'm good at what I do in my profession. Right. Um, I'm a freelance video producer, but over the years, as I had normal jobs, five jobs, I've noticed that, you know, I wasn't really doing very well. And it wasn't that I was, a, I wasn't a good performer. But it was more the feeling of I don't like having a boss. I didn't like the majority of my bosses being either irresponsible or they lacked the leadership. And as as a leader, I was a, a lieutenant in the military. I, you know, I I always told myself I wanted to be the best leader that I've, that I, I could be for any to anybody who was underneath me. And um, I've you know, at this point, I've I've kind of followed that path, and just the discomfort of you know not wanting to follow other people who, like I mentioned before, are responsible or just right. just crappy leaders. Um, I just said, screw it. I'm just going to I'm going to build my own business and be my own boss. And absolutely. First off, thank you for your service uh, to the military. I appreciate that and protecting our freedom out there. Very welcome. And, and 
Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned leadership and just a quick follow-up question. Do you feel just through that experience you learn as somebody who's more of a self-made or do you feel like you've had help along the way with this new company? Um, the reality is I, I've i been around enough entrepreneurs and uh, actually multi-millionaire uh, men and women to to really learn being directly and indirectly. I've learned this, that nobody is actually self-made. Um, everybody who's ever been successful in life has had some sort of push and or help or so anything. It could be financially, physically, emotionally, mentally, um, spiritually. And uh, I'll give you a perfect example. If anybody here is an Elon Musk fan, um, people say that he's a self-made billionaire, which is very much inaccurate. He had a lot of struggles. There's been a lot of families and friends that pushed him through the emotional times, even when he was successful as a billionaire when it came to PayPal, um, SpaceX, and Tesla. Um, he still had emotional breakdowns, and at that, even at that stage, had people push him to keep going okay. forward. Now, sometimes you need that push. And you actually make a good point that some people, they can say they're self-made, but in reality, what goes behind the scenes, what they're doing, there needs to be that push and motivation to continue on the right track. Definitely. So question three, what is the backstory about your company, the fourth craft company? Well, I, I'm sure you of very few people, unfortunately, I don't want to say that, but the reality is of you of very few people know uh, about the, the craft, the podcast, because you are one of the actually one of the first people to listen to my podcast right um along with uh, nick diaz and knots and you would know that i had a hard time naming the company <laughs> that oh, was yeah. that was the very first episodes of what the hell am i gonna name my company but the basically the, to answer your question the the you know the how i developed the company so the, your question was the the basis of it or uh, backstory, backstory. The backstory backstory um well the backstory is I've always loved um, liquor, and that that kind of comes out the wrong way. But I, I'm not an alcoholic. I actually don't really drink, to be honest with you. But just the actual art of distilling and creating an actual spirit always fascinates me. And the the backstory of the Fourth Craft Company is basically it's it's my name. I am you know Jose Dominguez the fourth, the fourth generation of my family. And, and uh, I don't want to sound the wrong way, what I'm about to say, but the only successful person in my family along the, the last three generations. Um, unfortunately, my, my parents are immigrants, uh, or my, my father is an immigrant, and they all live that type of life of we are just going to work until we retire and then die. And then I kind of didn't want to accept that. So I decided to build my company, put the name out there, the fourth craft, and do what I love to do, which is to to basically uh, build a very, create, I'm sorry, create a very unique taste when it comes to rum. Interesting. interesting. No, it's interesting how you kind of took the family generation instead of doing their kind of their mundane way. You said, you know what, I'm J, JD, I'm going to do my way. And it's working. Could you give us just a quick update on how the company's going right now as we speak? Yeah. Um, 
I, I just to give you a little bit of back history, I, the fourth craft company, even before the name, have has only started uh, beginning of 2017. I actually started to actually say, oh, you know what, screw this, I'm going to build my company. And it started just a little a little over a year ago. So a lot of people think I've been doing this for a year. Like, no, I, I've lived a very busy life. Uh, I was in the military for a long time, and then I was a freelance video producer and cinematographer and photographer at the same time. So so basically, I'm sorry, my, my, my daughter's here. She's, she wants my attention. Um, and... and uh, Hold on for one second, baby girl. So to to answer your question, um, like I said, it's it's only been a, about a year and a half. And um, can you give me one second? Let me just close this door here for a yeah, second. No problem. I lost track of mind. The original question was. Oh, just, just the backstory. You're doing good. Uh, you were talking about uh, how you gave an update to this year, a year and a half in. Yep, the updates are uh, a year and a half in. I've negotiated terms with different companies uh, around the United States um, in the aspects of who's going to be making my rum, who's going to be distributing my rum. And at this moment, we're working on uh, recipes, uh, different tastes, different you know, logos, all that stuff. And the name of the rum hasn't even been established yet, but we, we are in the back end working the actual taste of the rum. And like I said, it's, it's really expensive to to own a distillery and uh, acquire all license to actually run a liquor company. So what I'm doing is I'm taking it the smart way and I'm having uh, other distilleries uh, distill the actual spirit for me. And what they do is they, they take literally my recipe, they put it in their mash, they ferment it, they put it in their stills, they distill it, they put it in bottles, and if I choose to, I'll have them put them in actual barrels to, to age. And they do that all for me for a price, obviously. Right. And, and, and a lot of people say, oh, that's like cheating. And well, no, I'm having professionals do my rum for me with my recipe. In the end, if I were to have owned my own distillery, I'm going to have professionals do my rum for me. <laughs> You know, right, right. so either way, it's like it's they're under my command. So it's not that you know that's kind of the wrong way to say it, not my command, but they're still doing my orders of doing what I need to do to create my rum. So the the good thing about doing that is that by having somebody else to still by having somebody else distribute, I acquire very little licenses to actually sell my rum instead of owning a license to make rum and owning a license to distribute rum. And now all I got to do is own the license to the rights to sell liquor uh, at a commercial level. So I kind of probably saved a good $5 million. Wow. And um, a lot of people don't approach that. A lot of people want to go, oh, I want to own my own distillery. I want to own my own brewery. And I want to make my own craft. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. But at the same time, you can go bankrupt. And you got to go, you got to take it easy. You got to do it smart, uh, you know. There's not a lot of people out there that are going to invest in a startup liquor company because you that's what it is. It's just a startup liquor company and nobody knows. But as soon as I do get my liquor out there and I do market it and people know about it, yeah, eventually I'm going to open up my own distillery. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it like everybody else. I think it's a smart approach that you kind of take the small step, even 
even professional help, it, it may seem overrated, but in reality, if you, that's the smart way to do it, you'd rather have a professional do it than you try to do it on your own, you, you go bankrupt. So the smart approach and the innovative approach, it may seem simple, but sometimes keeping it simple is the best way to go. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned promotion, which leads to the question four. What are some ways you promote the company on any social media platforms? Well, the company itself, I haven't technically promote it yet people do know what you know what i'm doing as a personal brand i'm promoting myself first i need to promote myself people in the actual distillery industry have to know who jd jay dominguez is and i have various platforms i do promote off i I have my facebook fan page i have my instagram personal page my business page and i have my my artist page which is my photography and as I'm getting out there, people, more and more people, I'm starting to connect with different genres, different industries. And it's like kind of like um, I, I think of it as a tree. If you are a tree, do you just want to shade the one part of your side or do you want to branch out and shade all around your 360? So that's what I'm doing. I'm a professional photographer and cinematographer. So I have mm-hmm. my photography page. So people get to know me there. People like, oh, that's Jay Dominguez IV. He's a photographer. I go to my professional page. He is a motivational speaker. He is whatever you want, you want to call it. I go to my, my business page, which is, well, this is JD. He's a, he's a, he's a, uh, a spirit craft distiller or he's, a, he's an enthusiast. And then I have my, you know, my personal page. So I'm kind of covering different areas of the spectrum. So when I decide to break out, all I got to do is just kind of throw a bone there like hey uh, by the way this is jd the photographer jd the distiller jd the artist jd jd this jd that right i have my own rum can you go please buy it it's a smart smart move i'll let you finish after but it's a smart move you kind of i like the tree analogy because you don't want to just kind of be half and half you want to kind of be more versatile and, and kind of give more options to your clients and future clients and just future fans out there. Mm-hmm. But you Definitely. can fish. No, no, I was, I was done. I was just saying that it's kind of like taking, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk's methods are just put out content, put out content. Right. And Gary's all over the place. Gary's in the, the, uh, he's in the, uh, in the advertisement world. He's in the, the sports world. He's in, um, the shoe world. He's, he's, he's a book, uh, he's an author for books. Like he's all over the place. So that's why Gary Vaynerchuk is so, his, his, his bandwidth is so wide that people know him from different industries. So if you go around the world, say, yeah, where do you know Gary Vaynerchuk from? Oh yeah, I, I bought his shoes or I read his book or I, I like his, his advertising or his marketing strategies. Or I like I like his his you know his ambitions towards the New York Jets. I like this. I like that. So he's he's basically reaching out to multiple different peoples, types of people. Absolutely, and and not just Gary, but people who do like big influencers do that. They go out to all aspects. They try different things, like a book, shoe brand, or whatever whatever they got going on. They try to branch out to just worldwide platforms, kind of instead of sticking mm-hmm. in one area. I can see that with your company when you get to that level. You you have all the cinematographer, videographer, your own rum company. You have all these actions and all these things that one day will combine to go out there worldwide one day. Definitely. So question five, through this journey, what are some moments of adversity you either have faced personally 
or even with the company. Sorry, Kevin. I, you got to cut off there like twice already. I couldn't hear the question. Oh, that's okay. That's probably uh, Through the journey, what are some moments of adversity you have had to overcome with the company or yourself? Well, some moments. Um, I think just having the time to do everything. Um, the reason why I say that because I, I have a family. I have a full-time job. And right. I, I also run the business in multiple, multiple stretches, for example. I, I do my research constantly when it comes to rum and business for running uh, a liquor company. I, I, do, I do freelance work for photography. And I do some video work too. And then it's just trying to balance everything and still keep, you know, the wife and kids happy. It's probably, it's probably the, the biggest task I have to have to uh, put out there. Um, a lot of people um, that I know that are in the same industry as me, uh, I'll give you an example. <coughs> I have a few buddies of mine who are single, right. they're younger, uh, don't have kids. So if they decide to step out and say, I'm going to do uh, parkour, <laughs> just a stupid example, sure. they can go out and do that. They can just go out there and hire somebody to video or record them, and they can practice, and they can do this. Other somebody who's in CrossFit, they can go out there and dedicate six to eight hours a day just lifting, deadlifting, or just CrossFitting. In my case, I would love to get in shape. Oh my God, I would freaking absolutely love to to get my my military body back. But I I either have to minimize the exercise to keep healthy. Um, I have to 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 basically proceed in my endeavors and what I want to do. I have to eat healthy. So it's like it, I'm I'm putting myself out there a little, like a little bit at a time. I can't I can't I have to sleep well. I have to ex exercise a little bit. I have to eat well. Because if I don't do all that, I can't run my business. I can't maintain my family. I can't go to work. I can't take exquisite photos. <coughs> Sorry. And as we speak, two people in my family are sick, so it's kind of hard to, to not get sick. But, um, but yeah, that's basically what, what I face on a daily basis. No, I, I'm glad you kind of mentioned, though, how you have to take care of your priorities and kind of put that into contact with the family. And some people... Like the, for example, the parkour guys you mentioned, they have no family, so they have more options. But would you say, and this is a quick question to follow up, would you say having a family changed the way you see life now from when you were back in the day? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, when I didn't have any kids <clears throat> and I didn't, and I wasn't married, you tend to view life a little bit more harshly, a little more responsible. You don't really think things over. A lot of people, especially military people, when we are in the military, we we're, we're trained to have a different mindset, and by doing so, you don't really you don't really think about the things that matter. You kind of do things spontaneously. Now, as a family guy, I I think about my family first. I think right. about my, my actions. What 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 do I? What the stuff that I do now? how would it affect my family in the short term and long term? So all that stuff, it's like you're, you're before you were just thinking of you, 
I, I have to stay alive. I have to eat. Uh, where am I going to sleep? What am I going to do today? Who am I hanging out? Who am I not going to hang out with today? Versus where is my family going to sleep? How is my family going to eat? Where are they going to live? Um, who do who do I trust to get even close to my family? Where's my kids hanging out? Who are they hanging out with? You know, like all that all that stuff comes to play because now a lot of bodies that you have to take care of versus just your own. Absolutely. And I think it's important that you put your family first and you're more conscientious and have more hindsight knowing that you don't know what could happen in today's world. It's important to keep them first and make the right decisions for them and for their future. So I, I, I admire that for sure. So question six, what is a daily schedule and a day like in the life of Jaden Dominguez in the forest? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, you you and I have been trying to get, uh, trying to link up for a little bit already. And right. it's been cancel this, we cancel here, cancel there. Um, I wake up every morning at six in the morning sometimes a little earlier. Um, I go to my contract job. I'm contracted through a company to do video work for them. Um, during the ins and outs of that job, I I do video work on the right. side. I photo- photography work. I read a lot. Um, I do a lot of audio books. I, I, think, I think I may have the largest audible.com collection that you, you probably know. I, I, everywhere I go, as as soon as, if I have, if I can sit down and just do nothing, that's the moment where you, the split second you think, all right, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta read a book. I gotta create content. I got to edit a photo. I gotta edit a video. I gotta do a research. <coughs> I gotta write in my book of ideas, whatever it is. I'm constantly doing stuff. So basically my first half of the day is literally go, going at it, at, at doing whatever I gotta do. I come home typically around five or six ish around there. You know, I, 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 I try, this is not always perfect, but I try to say hello to my family. How's everybody doing? Try to spend some time with them, but I do also have, I don't have the luxury of coming home to a maid and a cook. And I have to, you know, help my wife out with either cleaning the house, cooking, uh, just help, helping the kids with some homework if they have any. And as I'm doing this, like right now, I was helping my 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 daughter out with trying to write her name. She's only four. As as I'm I'm, I'm instructing her how to write the K of her first letter of her name, I'm over here. My on my left hand there's a K. On my right hand there's a phone. As I'm photoshopping the hell out of one of these photos that I'm trying to put post on Instagram. And then it's just like that every single day. And a lot of people, like, for example, I have people at my job that's like, oh, thank God it's Friday. I'm like, you know, I say, screw Fridays. I don't <laughs> I don't care. There's no such thing as a Friday for me because as soon as Saturday hits, I'm still working. So when Monday comes, I'm still JD. Like, people are miserable on Mondays. Oh, it's Monday. Screw my life. I could care less if it's Monday because on Sunday I was still working. I was still doing, you know, like whether it's cleaning the house or just editing the hell out of my vlog, I'm still working. And people have that mentality. When people have that seven day, that, that seven days of the week, they think that Friday is it. It's the end. And it's like Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk always says, 
if you look forward to Fridays, you already lost. You know, that that is like don't don't do that. Don't play that 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 game that a lot of people like ninety nine percent of people play. You know? So Absolutely. that's what I do. No, in, I'll touch on the Friday thing, and then we'll talk more about the, the life. If you look towards a certain day, I feel like you're not really giving the best. You're, not, you're, you're kind of neglecting the other day. So it's important to take every day as a day to have opportunity and make things happen. And I'm glad you kind of mentioned how you had you have following in one hand, helping your daughter in the other. It's kind of that hustle and bustle life that you have to have that mindset to where I got to be working. I don't want to settle because sometimes settling – it, it just will throw you off. So it's important to keep going and keep moving forward. And just a real quick follow-up, would you say your time management is uh, has changed from, I don't know, before, like, say, family time? Do you feel like your time management's been better with family time or has it been kind of just the steady? It, it fluctuates. Um, a lot of the time my wife gets in the mentality of not understanding that I'm really doing this for them. Right. You know, I'm not doing it for myself because – it's all about building a legacy, a legacy of people who build business that they get money for themselves and they die. Guess what? You don't, you don't die with the money. The money doesn't come with you. It actually stays behind. If you didn't build a legacy, guess who has it? Like the government. So I'm trying to build a legacy. So me trying to time manage with my family sometimes is very difficult. My my wife gets to a point where she's like, you know, I hardly see you anymore. But there are times where I don't see her, but I do, I do push. I do, I really do push, trying to see my family. We have we have Sunday fun days, what they call it, because you know I'm technically off from my my full time job, but my my other full time job, which is trying to build a business, is still going. So I I do I am conscious of like, all right, let me <clears throat> let me settle down, let me look around. And let me spend some time with my my kids, my wife, and friends and family. And, and you know, I do it a lot. And it's... <coughs> no, it's important to have those initiative initiative days, like a Sunday fun day, where you can kind of have that moment with your family and kind of be one with yourself, knowing I'm around with great company and great people, your family, and you never know it could bring a smile on your face, even though you didn't expect it that day. So I, I appreciate that. For sure. So question seven, how was your mindset from the beginning of the company? Kind of the year? I would have known the, the tunnel. We're losing connection here, Kevin. Hello. 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 You still hear me? So, question seven. What? What is your mindset on just from the present day? What are some motivations you do for the company 
to help know that you leave a legacy behind at the end of the tunnel. Some some of my motivations is exactly exactly that. Um, my family motivates me to the point where like just a lot of people don't sit down and they don't think about why are they on this earth. Like if you if you really sit down in that philosophy and that mindset, why are we on this earth? Are we on this earth to work a nine to five job, give money? produce for what they call the man, you know, uh, right. a company that's not, not worth the, the morale and values that they, they, you know, they, not a lot of companies don't uphold nowadays. So why are we on this earth? Are we here to just work a nine to five and just die? And that's it. You know, I, 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 I really don't think that life is just that. So my motivation is what am I going to do in this hundred years? I'm going to be living on this earth. I'm pretty confident that I'm going to be around here for a little more than 85 to hundred years. I'm pretty confident, you know, things do happen. Um, we have to prepare ourselves along the way. If stuff does happen, if, you know, if, if our, if our records cut short. And so my motivation is just that it's just, what am I going to leave behind? So when I do pass away, my kids are going to, what they're going to say, you know, what are they going to say? Daddy was just a guy who worked, uh, you know, 60 years of his whole life. And then what memories do we have of him? You know, what has he done? So that's my motivation is strictly my family. It's not money. It's not money driven because money can come and go. Um, like issues now we're having with the American dollar we don't know where the American dollar is going to be in 20 years. We don't, we don't know if, if cryptocurrency is going to take over and that's going to be the way of trade. We don't know. No, you're absolutely right. can, you know, it's, it's here. It's a touchy. It's here. You go. it's a touchy subject. You don't know where it could be, but family is forever. And I, I appreciate that. And knowing that your family, if you do, if you leave that legacy behind, they will be more confident in giving the memories and telling stories about that. Their dad, he did this and did that. And, did all these amazing things and it really made an impact. So question eight, uh, what is your support system been like through this journey? Whether it be family, friends, or anybody in particular that just helped through the way. My support system, meaning like uh, externally, obviously like people who support me. Yeah. Family, <laughs> friends, uh, anybody who just really helped you along the way. Yeah. Well, my, my, my immediate family has always helped me. Um, my mother always, my mother and father, I am very fortunate for them to be, for them to be in my life. Um, my, my mother's always told me that I, I can do, you know, whatever I want. And just as long as I keep, I keep going, never quit, you know, that, that type of mentality. Um, my father, he, like I said, he's uh he's an immigrant. He, you know, has the mentality of, I'm working nine to five. I'm going to work till I retire. I'm going to go back to my country. And so support is directly and indirect with, with my family. I have people who directly support me. My wife is, I would like to say that my wife is a huge supporter. She is, but not the way I would like her to be. Meaning there are many times where she's not understanding why I'm always on Instagram why am I editing? Why am I taking photos? 
why am I trying to build a rum brand? She's not really understanding because, you know, to be quite frank, the money is not there. And everybody, unfortunately, is motivated by money. I personally am not. It's a good, it's a good thing to have. But I know for a fact that while she's frustrated, if, if there were to be money and support, that she would be more supportive. Because she can see, because a lot of people, it's not that she is greedy or anything like that. She's just, she needs to see actual facts. She needs to actually see actual proof. Just, you know, all this work for what? Basically that type of mentality. <coughs> no, you're right. Sometimes the, the fact aspect, you just, you just don't know. Kind of need that proof in the pudding, but no, it's fit. Exactly. But yeah, I, I think uh, when you do that, though, when you, when you have that mentality and the work you are putting in, though, I think it will pay off because you're putting in all this work, helping your family. It'll come around to you one day saying, oh, he's putting all this work in. It'll start to, I think the light will start shining through. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so, too. So question nine, what is one message to those who are wanting to start their own company or those who try to make a difference in the entrepreneur world? Sorry, repeat that one more time. I got you. Uh, what is one message to those who are wanting to start their own company or those who are trying to make a difference in the entrepreneur world? The one message, or if I have to give anybody a message or advice as a startup, is that no matter what idea you have, no matter what concept, what brand, what product you have in hand or in your head, if it's not an actual product, you, you can't just form something and then a year later, because it didn't work, just quit. You know, I've always said in my podcast and in all my messages, I, 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 text, I try to keep consistent. The only way, there's only two ways that you fail in life. And only one of them we can avoid. The first one is you fail because you die. Obviously, we can't. We can't. Uh, you know, that's that's inevitable. You know, you're going to die one day. And the other one is if you quit. If you quit, you automatically fail. So I say that if whatever you're doing is not harming others, is not harming you, you know, economically, physically, health wise. Right. If you're not doing any harm, like I'm not, this is this this message definitely not for like drug dealers. You know, if you didn't make it in the street, don't keep going. (laughs) So, (laughs) if you're not harming other people, just keep doing it. What else are you gonna do with your time? Because eventually, if you keep going, somebody's gonna look your way. Somebody's going to say, "Hey, what are you doing? Can I help? Can I be of some contribution to you?" So by quitting, you automatically set yourself up for failure. So if that's the one thing I can tell anybody is that you can't quit. If you have a passion, if you have something, you know, that you're looking forward to, just keep doing it until, until you fucking die. Like that's, I'm sorry for cursing, but that's the only thing I can say is keep doing it. And then if you die and haven't succeeded, at least you're remembered as a person who kept on trying. And guess what, my friend, that's still a legacy. And that is what the craft, the reason why I built the craft podcast is because I'm documenting my journey of my fails and successes along the way. And then 10 years from now, when everybody hears my podcast, like, wow, JD really freaking sucked at it. And he, he, he failed miserably and he lost. 
like a like a dumbass. But look at him now. Look at him now. Right. You're right. Sometimes, if you give up, you've you've, you've given up the ship. It's not worth it. And that's a lot of people, unfortunately, fall into that trap. But if you think about it, you stay on board and you do everything until that final moment, that final breath, without quitting and staying the course through all the, the failures and all the hardships in the beginning. Down the road, in 10, 15 years, it'll be worth it and the payoff will be immense. Definitely. I got you. So question 10, you mentioned the years. What are, what are your goals in the next five years, whether it be personally – work, the brand, Anchor, or just anything you want to share to the Anchor Nation? Next five years is me just putting out my personal brand. Like, I, I have a five-year plan that a lot of people think, oh, you've been doing this rum thing for a long time. I haven't seen anything. Well, it takes more than a year than just to put out a major product. Right. You, you don't just go and say, hey, I'm going to build a car company be back in about a year. Like you don't, you don't do that. Um, it took all the great inventors, all the great, you know, entrepreneurs years for them to even do anything. Yeah. There has been a few people out there who started and may have seen have overnighted, have seen success overnight between quotes, but look into the backstory. They, for example, people thought that Uber was just an overnight success. Technically, technically, the money boomed overnight, but the concept was dragging for years. People said to their face, that was ridiculous. What, that is the stupidest idea you can ever do. Who wants to just take their personal car and pick people, random people up in the city for money? So my, my five-year plan is to keep working on my brand, my personal brand, my rum brand, and to build build a small little company so in five to eight years i'm probably going to launch my my first rum bottle like literally in five years and people think that's ridiculous like that that's like absurd like no that's actually very normal and i'm still young i'm only 34 years old in five years i still be less than 40 i have not hit that 40 mark so i'm that's that's my five-year plan just keep whacking at it man instagram or whatever new social medias are out there no, you're absolutely right. I'm glad you mentioned patience. I think that's that's so important nowadays where in a time where we live in instant gratification and we need it now, the fast approach, the fast life, all that, patience is going to overpower it. And if you stay on that path, the patience will definitely prevail in the end. And, yeah, you're right. You didn't, you're not going to hit that 40 mark in five years, so you'll be accomplishing more things under the age of 40 than you never thought. Well, I, by getting your message and documenting your journey. It's a good move. Thank you. Dope. And our final question, <clears throat> our bonus question, is what is one thing you like to tell the Anchor Nation that they may not know about you? And it could be a fun fact. Uh, what you don't know about me is that I'm all over the place. So try to, like an Easter egg hunt. You, you try to go out there and look for more stuff that I'm doing. Like people didn't know I had a photography page. People didn't know I had a, a philosophy or, or a motivational page. People didn't know I had the, the podcasts that I do. People don't know a lot of stuff about me. So I'm trying to keep my name consistent. So go out there and Google J. Dominguez the fourth or J. Dominguez IV as in like the Roman numeral for the fourth. And then 
I'm building my websites and doing this. Just go out there and see what I'm about. And I'm, I love and one of the things people should know about me is I love collaborating. I love like if, if you're into photography, hey, let's go out and take pictures together. Let's take pictures of each other. Let's take pictures of trash. I don't give a crap. I mean, like whatever you want to do. So I love collaborating and I like working with people. All right, guys. So if JD ever comes to your door and he wants to collaborate with you, definitely take the offer. <laughs> but uh, uh, but Jay, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate your time and dedication. Not only taking time out of your busy schedule, but to the Anchor Nation. And before you go, you want to DM any more of your social media so more people can find it? Uh, yeah. Um, I have my photography page, um, which is J Dominguez IV. Literally, uh, J all together, all J Dominguez IV. My motivational page, which is J Dominguez Fourth, or it's J Dominguez the Fourth, I think. Yep. Nope, it's J Dominguez Fourth, four T H. And then they okay. got the craft dot TV for you know craft stuff, and check out you know uh, right now my YouTube's not uh, up yet, my Facebook watch is not up yet, and also my website's not up yet. But look out for those, and um, yeah, that's that's all. I can. Oh yeah, I'm also on another a new social media site that is actually uprising. Um, I'm on it's it's also J Dominguez IV. It's it's called Vero V E R O. It's a new social media that's upcoming, and I think it's going to be really huge. Uh, no, Gary Vaynerchuk did not tell me about this. So, um, so it's V E R O. It's an app called Vero, and it's a, it's basically like Instagram, but it's for no promotions. There's no ads on there. It's just strictly just if you're a photographer, you can post your your uh, all your stuff that right out there. Interesting. So, guys, if you he's got JD's a man of many talents and a man of many places to find them. Once again, thank you to Anchor Nation out there for giving your undivided attention, as always, to myself and the interviewee. And we will see you next time. Jay Dominguez, thank you, my thank man. You. Hi, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and I'd like to say thank you for listening to the Anchor Nation podcast. If you'd like to book an interview or DM me on Instagram, follow me at the Anchor Nation. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it is also under the Anchor Nation. Thank you for listening and enjoy.